Welcome to the San Diego County Bar Association's Meet and Confer, a podcast for the San Diego legal community. I'm Renee Stackhouse, a solo focusing on plaintiff's personal injury and military defense. And I'm Adriana Linares, the practice management advisor for the San Diego County Bar Association. And our topic today is Tom Homan LGBT Law Association, one of San Diego's incredible diversity bar associations. And with us, we have THLA co-presidents Ashley Fasano and Doug Clark and foundation president Alicia Aquino. Thank you all for being here today. Let's start by getting to know a little bit about each of you, where you work and what you do. Ashley, why don't we start with you? Sure. Um, thanks again for having us, Renee. We're excited to be here. Um, so I'm an associate attorney at a firm called Berger Williams and Reynolds LLP downtown. Uh, we practice employment law primarily, uh, and I've been on uh, the board for THLA now for three years. Um, I'm excited to be uh, in my first year in my co-presidency. That's so exciting. Do you know that you're right across the hall from me when I actually am in an office? I did not know that. Wow. What a wonderful surprise. That's pretty cool. I love it. All right. Uh, Doug, let's hear about you. Thank you, Renee. So um, my name is Doug Clark. I am also a co-president. This is my second year as co-president. So my first year was served virtually um, during this pandemic. (laughs) We're hoping to open it up a little bit this year. Um, I am an associate at Jones Day, been there nine, nine years. Uh, before that, I was in the United States Navy for my first career, and I currently practice intellectual property litigation. Nice. Well, it's great to meet you both, co-presidents. That's amazing. And Alicia, the foundation. Thank you so much, Renee. Yes, my name is Alicia Aquino. I have been with uh, THLA since about 2015, I've served as various roles from membership to events, PR, marketing, website. I was uh, recently the vice president before Ashley took over my position. I stepped down and now I am the president of the foundation board. And we'll talk a little bit more about the foundation. But uh, besides that, I am the owner of Aquino Trial Services. I help attorneys prepare for trial in anything from A to Z, exhibits, trial prep, and then presenting your case at trial. So that's kind of what I do during the day. (laughs) It's your day job. I love that because we all know that these associations take a lot of time and effort and energy and passion. So thank you all for being volunteer leaders and leading this incredible, these incredible organizations. Let's learn together for the people who are new to San Diego, or if law students are listening, and they're about to join our amazing San Diego legal community, Ashley and Doug talk to us about what the Tom Homan Law Association does. So first of all, the Tom Homan Law Association, while it's an LGBTQ plus organization, um, we're all obviously open to all members, uh, you know, straight, uh, queer alliance, everybody. What I think, what I tell people about the top THLA is we are the most fun organization here in San Diego. So you have to join us. Um, I, would, I would say you should join us because we're fun. We have great education. We have great community outreach. And if you attend our events you actually get back more money than you put in. So the dues are actually less than the, what you get back from it. Um, But I was calculating it out and I was thinking 
We've got like two mixers where you get free drinks and free food. You get a holiday party with free drinks and free food. You get a pride party with free food and drinks. I love that so much. That sounds like a blast. Ashley, what do you have to add? Well, I mean, I think that Doug makes a good point that, you know, that you get a lot of return on investment when you're a member of THLA. Um, But one of the things that's been most important for me has been our um, relationship with the students in uh, the San Diego community. Um, You know, we try to partner with uh, each of the pride organizations at the three law schools in the area every year. Um, We facilitate mentorship opportunities, mixers, lots of free food for struggling law students, as Doug mentioned, which I'm sure they appreciate. Um, We provide speakers to their events and and try to support whatever work they're trying to do within the community to the best of our ability. Uh, And, you know, that's the reason why I initially got involved in THLA. I started as a student member in law school and, you know, continued on through. So I, I would highly encourage anybody in the San Diego legal community looking to make uh, relationships with attorneys, gay, straight, whatever. Uh, we have a very robust membership of attorneys in private practice, public practice. Um, so it, it's really a great opportunity for, for those law students. And Ashley should also mention the, the name and gender uh, marker clinic too, because she spearheads that, uh, yeah. which is an amazing you know, I'll let her talk about that. That sounds amazing. Please tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the Name and Gender Marker Change Clinic was started as a program um, associated with USD Pride Law back in 2018. Um, And I was the original law student uh, co-founder of that. Uh, We also had a student from uh, UCI Irvine uh, Law School who helped out. His name was Zachary Burns and a uh, USD grad, Robert Gleason, Um, So those were the three original co-founders of the clinic. And what we do uh, originally was all in person. We hosted a clinic two nights a week, or I'm sorry, two nights a a month where trans non-binary people would come in and we would help them with their court forms to file petitions for name and gender marker changes in San Diego County. We'd have a couple from Riverside and LA County as well. So we're open to anybody. Um, Since then, the clinic has expanded significantly. They have a uh, full student board now, not just one person running the clinic, which is great for them because it's really evolved and expanded. They transitioned the entire clinic to an online Zoom platform, and we've been operating uh, that way, uh, I believe, since the summer, last summer, so almost a year now we've been uh, fully remote. And I think we intend to continue on that way because we can serve a, a broader portion of a population, and instead of being based, you know, in Hillcrest, where it might be difficult for some people to get there after work, to get their file, their forms filed and things like that. We're virtual, so we're so much more accessible to the community now. Um, and I still serve as a supervising attorney, also along with Robert Gleason. Um, so it's really been a great experience, and PHLA has provided great support in terms of providing attorney volunteers and um, funding whenever we need or at, at their request. Um, so it's been a great partnership that we've had uh, with PHLA and you know USD Pride Law as well. It's incredible. I learned about it uh, recently because Robert Gleason was one of our 2021 service award winners for the county bar. Yes. And reading all about the uh, that work, along with the other work he's done, was just incredibly inspirational. 
So I didn't, I didn't realize, and it's my bad for not knowing that you were one of the law student founders of that. That's so incredibly cool. Yes. And I have to give a lot of credit to Robert and Zachary Burns as, as well, because they brought the idea to me. And, you know, as the person on the ground in the school, it was a lot of hard work, but without, you know, Robert's community advocacy and, and his position in San Diego, I think it would have been a much more uphill battle. And it really was great to have the partnership that I had uh, continue to have with him. So um, I also know that uh, THLA has on their website that you all do endorsements. Can somebody talk to you endorsements and what that means? This was actually surprising to me. I moved to San Diego five years ago and I was involved in the LGBT Law Association in, in Orange County, which was not as robust in, in all areas such as endorsements. But it is amazing how many people come to us uh, seeking endorsements for, um, you know, for, you know, basically any position which requires a, a, a bar uh, for you to, have, to pass the state bar. So, um, you know, we have judicial nominations, both state and federal public defenders, uh, the, the uh, state attorneys, we have all these people come in uh, that wants to get endorsed that before they run for election because they um, they really value THLA as as an endorsement on, on there. And it, oftentimes we're like the first or second uh, of the groups that they they seek out. It's really it's really interesting. It's really uplifting to see that they actually value us that much um, because I feel like they they sense that if they can get THLA, Earl B. Gilliam and a couple other minority bars on their side, that that gives them a huge boost with the community at large and the ability to get elected. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty exciting. We, we have a very robust uh, endorsement committee that we uh, accepts the, the uh, requests. We interview them. We take that, the committee then brings back a recommendation to the actual full board. And then from that, we make a, uh, we, we make a, a, a vote, take a vote. And from that, we decide whether or not we want to endorse them. And we are trying, you know, we really want it to mean something too. We want the endorsements to mean something. They don't have to be gay or lesbian or transgender. Um, doesn't hurt if they are, but I mean, it doesn't, most of them aren't. Um, most of them are just allies um, and most of them are just good people. You know, we're looking for someone who really, really gets it and really cares about the people and all people, all diversity. Um, and not only do they care about it, but they show it in their work. You know, they kind to kind of emulate it in their workplace. And so we look at that and then we also look, are they qualified? Because obviously, no matter how good they are to the community, if they're not qualified for the position, we're still not going to make the nomination. But uh, that's kind of how we how we run it. And, and we're really proud of it. And we're really proud that, that people now actually seek out um, our endorsements. Whereas 10 years ago, I can't imagine they would care or they would actually not want our endorsements. So it's really, really a positive thing. Can I ask some basic questions? Sure. How many members are there? Of our total organization? Yeah. I think we have uh, 143 members. Of That's great. What are the dues? So right now the 
dues are actually only, well, it's, it's tiered. So for a law student, it's $15. It's $20 for a legal professional, the non-lawyer. It's $45 for a, sorry, it's a $15 also for a first-year lawyer. Okay. We don't want the law student then to lose track of our organization. Right. And $45 for one to five years and $55 for, 50, for five years plus. So the oh. dues are really low. We were going to raise them right before the pandemic. Um, but because of the pandemic, we decided we were going to keep them the same. And we have seen a slight decline in membership because we just don't have as many in-person activities. So, but we'll probably when things get back to normal. So yeah, so people out there, you need to join now while the prices are still low. Right. <laughs> we're going to raise and can I just and say then, how wildly impressed I am that you knew the dues, tiers, structure off the top of your head? I was like, that's not a fair question, Adriana. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew it. You nailed it. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> and then one last thing, just back to basics for the listeners who are now going to turn around and join. I'm assuming they can join on the website pretty easily. Fill out a form, put your credit card information. It's secure. Go for it. And then what types of volunteer opportunities do they have or subcommittees or, you know, what can people look forward to when they join? A myriad of different committees and lots of opportunities for people to get involved. And we strongly, strongly, strongly encourage our general membership to join our committees. You know, each one of our committees is headed by two board members or one, depending on uh, the size of the committee. Um, and we really appreciate when we have general members who can contribute their time um, to our organization. We have an events committee. We have a CLE and community service committee. Um, we have a public relations committee, a website committee. I mean, all of those. And that's only four. I think there's 10 of them and nine of them. Uh, we have endorsements, um, which one general member typically serves on, and that's uh, George Seymour this year. Um, we have budget and finance, which general members can sit and help out with if they like. Membership, um, mentorship and law student outreach is another one. So there are lots of different ways for our members to apply their skills and interests to what CHLA does. And we actually strongly encourage our members also to give us ideas as to what they want to do. What do they want to see from CHLA? Um, because, you know, we're a board of, you know, uh, 14 and we could use more input. Um, so we want everyone to join. We want everyone to give us their ideas and, and participate and volunteer so that we can better serve our community of lawyers and law students and other legal professionals. And I would just throw out there, too, we also try to do one pro bono or charitable event every year, at least, uh, so we've done different things in different years. We painted the LGBT Center with Lawyers Club one year. So sometimes we join up with other groups to do, do events as well. Uh, we've done the AIDS Walk for the last couple of years um, at where we volunteer and we hand out, hand out medals at the end of the race and we grab the shoes because people are carrying these big shoe signs and we have to grab them from them so they don't steal them. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's pretty rewarding. We always try to find something that we can do to give back to the community, um, as well as, of course, the Halloween party, which we started two years ago, which was also done to um, help out the homeless LGBT youth in San Diego that had um, um, basically been thrown out of the house by their parents when they were discovered they were gay. And so they um, we, we did a fundraiser for that. And of course, Alicia, who, who heads our THLA Foundation 
also gives back huge to the community through our fundraising in that charitable arm. Such a good segue, Doug. Such a good segue. I'm just going to jump right on that and say, Alicia, I would love to hear about the foundation. I'm so embarrassed to say that I didn't know there was a foundation and I'm a THLA member. So I feel really out of the loop on that. And I'm really sorry. That's okay, Renee. So the foundation actually is fairly new. Nick Fox is one of the founders and previously THLA at every dinner, at every annual dinner, we were giving scholarships away. And then the light bulb came, well, this should be a tax deduction. We need to have a 5013C. So that's where the charitable arm was created of the THLA Foundation. So now all of the fundraising efforts and the scholarships actually come from the foundation. So now the board is comprised of, I believe there's five or six of us. And throughout the year, we review the scholarship applications we give out approximately $25,000. And this actually started when THLA's annual dinner, it was the 25th anniversary. And I believe in previous years, we would give out 10 to maybe 15,000. And on our 25th year, we needed a slogan. So we started 25 for 25. We were gonna give out $25,000 on our 25th annual dinner. It was a huge success. And so since then, we've just kept that commitment of giving and well, raising the $25,000 and then giving the $25,000. So it's our goal to meet that threshold of the $25,000. But we want to do we want to do more. You know, as Doug touched on, our community is so important and there's so many different other associations that really need our our help, our involvement, financial contributions. But yeah, that's the THLA Foundation. We want to raise money. Our goal is to donate or to give $25,000 in scholarships to law school, law school students. The majority of them are from San Diego. Sometimes we get uh, people outside of San Diego. This year, we actually changed the scholarship requirement that you did not have to be a THLA member. And so I think that generated some additional uh, scholarship applications. And I thought that was great. Hopefully that answered a lot of questions about the THLA foundation. So good though. People missed it this year if they haven't applied yet, but when does it normally open for those who are listening going, man, I missed a great opportunity to get a scholarship. Typically January, February is we will announce uh, THLA. We THLA typically provides bi-weekly email announcements if you are a member, you can get the email announcements. I believe if you sign up, you don't have to be a member, but you can still get email newsletters. I think we had changed the settings at one time. You can go onto the THLA.org website, subscribe to the website, and you'll automatically be entered into our MailChimp and you'll get those emails. But uh, also follow THLA on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. If you are connected to THLA, you will receive the notification about all of our events and the scholarship applications and deadlines. And I'm hoping uh, that we just get so much love and support for our LGBT community. Okay, we've been teed up to talk about the gala dinner, which is always so much fun. What's going on with that? I know it's usually in April. Are, are you going to host a gala dinner this year at some point, or are we waiting for next April? 
You know, we've decided to pull the trigger and and do it earlier and to do it outdoors. Nice. Um, Tell us. And in person. So we have, we have not gone through and decided everything yet because obviously things change on a weekly basis still, but we have reserved the venue, which is Humphreys by the Sea. And we... Oh, Humphreys is the best. So it's got the space. It's huge. We could actually do pretty good social distancing if we have to. To some extent, obviously, if you're at a table, you're at a table with other people. Um, but, uh, you know, it's going to be outdoors to make people feel better about that as well. It's going to be at the end of October, October 28th. So um, normally we have a Halloween party. But um, we haven't decided yet. We may make this a masquerade, but we have not decided yet. <laughs> We're still waiting to see how things pan out and if people would be up for wearing a mask. Because <laughs> no one's used to wearing a mask these days. So um, <laughs> we, we think it's going to be a big success. Um, um, we were also, if things are still really slow, if the pandemic is still really holding people back, we are going to create a virtual element to it so people can still attend from home. Um, but if things are pretty open by then, then we probably, you know, we won't worry about the virtual aspect, but it'd be kind of fun. Some people can attend from home in their living room, watch the events and other people there in person. So um, but we'll see. Like I said, it's changing on a, on a weekly basis. It has been really tough with the pandemic and trying to keep tabs on when we're reopening and what the requirements are. And the county bar is doing the same thing of trying to figure out when, how to do it, when it's safe. And um, what do we do for the folks who still don't feel safe, even though the state's like, yeah, go for it. Right. And so how and or have children at home who still aren't vaccinated or um, health issues that leave them still susceptible. So I think at at the end of the day, the most we can do to take care of our members uh, is, is a good plan, right? So I'm excited to hear that you've got some backup options and you're keeping tabs on it. And I know I'm super excited for a gala slash Halloween party slash Humphreys by the Bay reunion. Um, are you going to have the awards that you normally do? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, our, our awards change from year to year, but I think especially since we didn't have our April dinner, you know, in, in 2021 or 2020, sorry. Um, we definitely want to highlight some community members who we didn't get the chance to highlight, uh, you know, this past year. That's great. That's always exciting. Yeah. Um, can I ask back to basic and this kind of ties in with your awards and that's a little bit about the mission of the bar and then the types of awards that you give for probably supporting that mission. Do one of you want to speak to that for just a moment? So each year we evaluated, um, which awards we want to give out and sometimes we tailor it to uh, people that we think are deserving and sometimes we we come up with the the award name and find someone who fits it um, so we do like a community service award sometimes community leaders uh, a pioneer people who you know just exemplify um, our our values and 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 um, and, and diversity and so we'll 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 kind of run through and, and pick some names of people we really, really want to give recognition to. And sometimes they're local. Sometimes we, you know, get them from out of, from out of city. Uh, I guess, I don't know about out of state. I don't know if we've ordered anyone out of state before, but I know we've, um, you know, uh, Jenny Pfizer uh, 
two years ago from Lambda Legal, who has been amazing in spearheading and, and um, fighting for LGBT rights with gay marriage, same-sex marriage, um, you know, just people of those, that nature that, uh, like I said, every, every year it's different. We're still evaluating these, this year's award ease. So, um, and I don't want to give any hints at this time, but, uh, but they will definitely be well, uh, well worth it. And we do, we accept community submissions. So if our general members have someone that they want to highlight, they can email us um, and say, you know, so-and-so did this in the community. I think we should recognize them and we will take that under serious consideration. So for all of our listeners out there, you should um, reach out to us around the dinner time when we're considering awards. We'll probably send out an email asking for uh, nominations as well. So keep an eye out for that. So we can't close the uh, episode out without talking about the man behind the association, Tom Holman. Um, And so I'm hoping y'all can shed some light because it's been a few years since the association was founded. We want to make sure we keep his memory alive. So what can you share with us about Tom Holman? Tom Holman was a gay lawyer in San Diego who died of AIDS in 1991. He died at a very young age of 42 For those that lived through that period, which I am one of them, I had a ton of friends dying from the from 1985 until about 1995. So he was just one of one of many um, gay men who contracted HIV and before there was a cure or before there was a treatment rather um, and passed away at way too young of an age. He really impressed the lawyer and the gay community here in San Diego because of he stood up for himself. And at a time when it was not okay to be gay, a lot of times, when a lot of people had a hard time coming out of the closet, he was out there fighting for rights of the gays. Now, (laughs) he fought for the rights of keeping adult bookstores open. Um, He fought for the rights of them being able to sell whatever materials they wanted to, including those involving gays, because a lot of them would not. So, you know, you think um, it's interesting that those were some of the the fights he chose, but they needed to be because we were being discriminated against, even in adult bookstores. Um, But more importantly, he fought for the San Diego, he sued rather the San Diego Sheriff's Department Um, because they refused to hire gay and lesbian deputies. And he eventually persuaded them to stop those discriminatory practices. Um, He also represented two sailors that that had AIDS that the Navy wanted to discharge without any medical benefits. After serving their time in our military, they contracted HIV and the Navy just wanted to kick him out because they were a pariah. They were no longer worth taking care of, even though they had served this country. So as a prior Navy person as well, that one personally touches me greatly that he was, that he stood for sailors, for gay men, for the rights of the gays, for discriminatory practices in employment. Um, And so that being said, he is still a huge mystery to a lot of our members today. He 
Um, a, a lot about him is not known. A lot about him, uh, we would still like to find out more about him. So to our listeners, if any of you have more information on Tom Homan, we would love to hear your stories about him. Our understanding is just from the lawyers and from the gay community at that time, he was highly respected and, and, thought, and thought very well of, and he um, fought for, for his community. It's important to connect what Tom Homan did for the community to what THLA is here to do today. Um, you know, there were a lot of battles that he fought that um, were important to San Diego and also being fought nationally and, and you know, across the United States. Um, and we've seen a lot of progress when it comes to, you know, gay, lesbian rights. But there are still a lot of persistent issues out there. I mean, there's trans rights that are under attack in a, you know, a ton of ways. Um, so when it comes to fighting for these marginalized communities, I think we still have a long way to go and we can use Tom's example uh, to do that. And, you know, we also are here to provide a space for LGBTQ plus and ally attorneys in San Diego who just want to exist, um, you know, without fear of reprisal. Um, and, you know, we live in a very progressive community, but there are still people out there who, you know, want to bring you down. Um, so we, we are a multifaceted organization in that sense that, you know, we're here for the community and, and to provide services to the community and to fight for their rights in any way that we can. And I think that we get that legacy from, from Tom Holman. Such a good connection. I love that so much because that's part of keeping the, the name alive is keeping the reason for the fight alive, right? And what draws us to THLA is, um, is connection right? And fighting for the same things and, um, and fun, as Doug, as Doug Rush told us in the beginning, and fun. But uh, it's all of those things together. And I know that Alicia shared with us a really great interview uh, of Tom Homan that she found. And uh, we should link to that in, in the podcast so that people can uh, read it and get to know him a little bit in his own words. Hey, Renee, I just wanted to briefly touch upon, you know, I moved to San Diego from a very small town where gays and lesbians, they were not talked about. And I grew up where discrimination was accepted. Gays and lesbians were talked very negatively about. And when I moved to San Diego and I was coming out, I needed to find a safe space. And I reached out to Tom Homan because and I have so much to thank for Tom Homan because I found this safe space. I found this community who I could be me, who I could show up in a rainbow sweater and just be as gay as I wanted to. And I was accepted. And I think I just wanted to put that out there to all of our listeners. THLA was initially for attorneys. And when I became a board member and I was very involved, there's not a legal professional association. There wasn't a community that was open and allowed legal professionals, paralegals, e-discovery, you know, program managers, whatever it may be. There wasn't a space to do that. And THLA, we are very open to all legal professionals, legal administrators, anybody in the legal space. You do not have to be an attorney to be a member of THLA. And I just want to invite to the entire San Diego community don't let that discourage you from becoming a part of this community. And I call it a family, a THLA family. You know, we've got this community in San Diego that's so accepting and so loving, and it's just wonderful. You're right. It's like a, like a family. 
So thank you for that and for sharing that. Um, Y'all, I am thrilled to have spent this time with you. And I hope that everyone enjoyed listening and uh, getting to know about THLA. I know that there are people listening right now who would love to reach out to all of you uh, and, you know, personally, professionally, whatever it might be, if they wanted to do that, what's the best they could, what's the best way they could get in touch with you? And we'll start with Ashley. Um, so I, the best way to get in touch with THLA generally is by email, uh, info at THLA.org, very simple. So please do reach out to us with questions about our organization, how to get involved, um, upcoming events, whatever the case may be. Um, and then if you wanted to reach out to me personally, um, my email address is my last name, Pisano at BWRLP.com. And Alicia? If you have any questions, comments, concerns for the foundation, you can reach us at thlafoundation at gmail.com. Or if you have any questions for myself, I can be reached at alicia at aquinotrial.com. That's A-Q-U-I-N-O-T-R-I-A-L.com. Excellent. And Doug? You can Google my name, Doug Clark Jones Day, and you'll find find my email right there. Or you can just... uh, my email address is dlclark at jonesday.com. So if you want to reach out to me and do that, or, you know, we sign up for, like Alicia said, sign up for our newsletters. Uh, it also advertises when our monthly meetings are. Uh, you can attend one of our meetings. And right now they're all virtually, so you don't even have to leave your house. Attend it and get to know us that way as well. Um, but we're all here, happy to help, happy to talk to you. Oh, and last pitch, because I don't think we talked about this while we were recording. June is Pride Month for the nation, but we celebrate Pride in July. And there's going to be a THLA Pride party at some point, right? Yes. So we are very excited about it. I believe it will be our first in-person event uh, since, you know, COVID-19 happened. So we're super excited. Um, July 15th. Thursday, we'll be doing a happy hour at six o'clock at um, Parks and Rec. So make sure to come out and get ready for Pride uh, by celebrating with THLA first. Awesome. Thank you all so much. And with that, we have satisfied our meet and confer requirement. Here at the San Diego County Bar, our mission is to connect lawyers and support their success and fulfillment. And we hope we've done that for you today. You can stay connected with the SDCBA by liking and following us on Facebook at San Diego County Bar Association, LinkedIn at San Diego County Bar Association, Twitter and Insta at SD County Bar. If you have questions or comments or suggestions for more podcasts, you can email us at bar at sdcba.org. And we thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time on Meet and Confer.